to this episode of Teletext People uh, from the Bike High No Limit podcast. Teletext is 50 this year and last year we lost the last English speaking service in uh, Airtel in the uh, Republic of Ireland. So now it's down to the final Teletext services in Europe and uh, this podcast we actually meet Matty Ramu, who is in charge of a, a living, breathing Teletext service. And as you will um, find out, it still serves uh, people in their millions every single week. Unfortunately, when I did the recording of this uh, podcast, uh, there were several sound issues to uh, contend with at both, both ends of the, uh, of, of the podcast. Uh, but thanks to a friend of the uh, of the show, uh, Dan Farriman, who kindly um, refined the recording and did a little bit of editing for me, uh, we can bring this uh, podcast to you this year. I started the podcast by asking uh, Matty how he started out on his journey into being in charge of Finland's Teletech service. Well, I was unemployed. <laughs> I was unemployed for more than a year, twice. And at a certain point, I was lucky enough to get in a course, which um, gave the basic abilities for new digital work. That was year 2000. In that course, there were included a, a practice session for two months. And I was lucky enough to get into the Teletext uh, because at that time, Uda Teletext uh, was looking forward to the great future. Like BBC in old times, <laughs> they were thinking to do something like red button thing. Not similar, but something which reminds them that. It was called Super Teletext. And it was linked to the almighty Nokia company. Uh, Nokia was thinking of launching uh, a device to be attached to tele to get this new kind of super teletext. So for this new phase, they needed new people in, in the teletext desk. In, in a, I was really lucky. I was at the right place in the right time. And uh, this super teletext idea itself, it was a kind of flop. The advice was expensive and uh, Nokia did not develop it and they, they sort of lost interest in the project uh, too early and this the advice they were sold maybe only thousand pieces or something like that so we were doing new contents on this super teletext for about a few hundred uh, bosses, something not only bosses, but uh, for a few hundred people but the same content was stood also on the analogical uh, teletexts and after a few years we did this super teletext thing before it was uh, dropped off totally. It was a dream of something which never came true. It was too complicated. It was, um, it was not handy like, like the ordinary teletext. You know, on the ordinary teletext you get these three numbers three numbers and you get to the place you, it's the bait you want you don't have to navigate through different things you know can you imagine the developer of this super teletext thing and one of these developer he was he just told us that the three digit way to navigate is old fashioned it should be thrown away 
I sort of laugh at <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I saw him a few years back and I reminded him that, do you remember this thing that was three-digit navigation in, in teletext? It's old-fashioned. And he got very angry. He re <laughs> realized himself that it, was, it had been a very stupid idea. Well, I was lucky to be on this wave of super teletext, although it was a flop. But it was my way to get into the company. That was it. That was 2001 and it started. So 21 years ago. So when you're working at Ulay Teletext, is that a national broadcaster? Yeah, right. Today there are only two Teletext services in Finland. Uh, and, and then there's this commercial um, channel. It's three. But there used to be few more channels but they have dropped, dropped off they, they were not uh, really good services but they they had these services though this commercial um, channel 3 teletext is fairly good it's not as good as ours but it's quite good it's uh, still um, vital it has vital energy do you feel that you need channel 3 to um, keep Ulay teletext going as well uh, I feel it that it's very good that this uh, Channel 3 teletext exists. It's it's a very good thing indeed. It was 2015. The problem of Ule Teletext has all these years from 81. All these 41 years, the problem has been inside Ule, the organization, that uh, teletext has uh, always been Drifting from one organization to another organization within Ule. And it has been a constant problem because, you know, Teletext should have been um, given a status or channel of itself inside Ule, but that, that was not the case. It has created some restlessness about the future. And uh, at 2015, it really came through this problem. It was a bad moment. The old uh, desk of the teletext was just shut down. At that time, we were four full-time people and four part-time people working. I, I'm the only one remaining from that old desk, and there was a real danger that the um, contents of the teletext will be cut down to the sports and news. You see, Ule Teletext is very large, digital service, uh, kind of a digital, digital newspaper. We have 1,600 pages altogether from very different kind of things. And this organization, we became, or actually only me, I became part of the news section and they had difficulty to understand the importance of that other kind of content and news and sports. But fortunately, we got over this uh, difficult phase and uh, very little contents were shut down at that moment. So it basically it has continued in the same way as before, only that I'm the only one who is doing teletext, only teletext. The sports news come from sports section, sports desk. And news come from news desk from different different news desks 
And the same thing with with the Swedish um, uh, language news. That's an important part of Unit also because Finland is in Finland there are officially two uh, languages, Chinese and Swedish. So there are not so many manual or five, six hundred manual pages to be. Of that some large parts are quite stable pages which don't get new content so often. But I manage I try to manage the rest of that. That's that's my job to to look after and that the automatic things they they function and uh, important pages. Mm-hmm. We have this eight hundred page sex research sorry, which is something created for that super teletext originally. You know, things like uh, security pages. The authority which is looking after the radioactive situation. It, uh, it gets uh, every hour uh, the measuring from uh, 16 cities. Well, there are no 16 cities in Finland, but 16 towns. And for example, in these days when we don't really know what is happening just a few hundred kilometers east of us, then... It's good to have this kind of page that uh, it immediately gives the warning in case it's unnecessary. Personally, I don't think that it's going to be necessary, but it's good for people to have this uh, kind of security that these things are measured. And you can find that in teletext. Uh, every hour, many measurings. That's automatic service. That's, that's incredible. So, whereas like, we might be checking the news and the weather you can actually check for the um, Geiger counter measurements for your local province. Right. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. they were created originally for this uh, super teletext idea. So is there an appetite in, in Finland for um, teletext? How many people do you estimate still use the service weekly? Uh, 1.2 million. Uh, when you think that Finnish uh, people are less than 6 million 5.6 million people and it's quite a lot mm. and what sort of other features does um, Uday Teletext offer apart from the news and the sport you said it offers quite a broad offering what are your favourite parts of the service my favourite class the pages I do <laughs> <laughs> for, for example my very personal favourite is the thought of the day page number 895 different kind of thoughts some funny thoughts some serious thoughts there are some something which uh, can be therapeutical thoughts many kinds of thoughts many let's say registers of own they are not really poems but they are thoughts even some from cartoons so what does a normal day consist of um Uday teletext does it run just in the daytime or are there people there at night um, the news section there, domestic news, they are doing this news for internet. They do this news also for teletext. You can imagine their working process of, of journalists today. That it's very, there are many things to do. So sometimes I personally feel that the teletext should be properly, more properly taken care of. The problem points are when something very big is happening. Something like, uh, take for example, the Trump uh, invasion in the capital and the journalists who were at the uh, working and they were night shift working. 
they were so busy to do these other kind of services so for internet and television that I realized uh, in the night that oh, teletext is not totally taken care of so I I did that I did the news the teletext news although that is not really what I'm supposed to do but since my task is to look after the teletext as a whole I can do that you see that um, it's this organizational problem it was uh, in the 80s and 90s the news and sports sections they were inside teletext there was a teletext desk which had something like 30 or 40 people and working only for teletext now these news and sports even they work mainly for the news and internet so my worry is that up in some allocations teletext is kind of well it's taken care of but not right then when the things happen yes yeah i can see the big fear would be that well one of the big draws of uh, a teletext service is that it can uh, be up to the minute and very up to date but from what you're explaining if other people are neglecting to keep teletext updated it will lose its relevance slowly yes 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 and the, this the problem is also then when there are not so many people working as i i was saying that this trump disaster or invasion whatever it happened in the night time in finland there were not very many people that the shift and since all the places such sort of in all the services there's this problem of, of having less people to work so I, basically it's a problem of some exceptional moments but it happens so Ule Teletext has been going since 1981 so you celebrated your 40th birthday a year or so back I noticed you displayed artwork from um, other artists from all over um, from all over really and and that looks really good because uh, obviously we could see that on our viewers as well is that something that you sort of like really enjoy doing getting getting art on your service oh i love it and i want to to remind that the christmas calendars will count starting of course from the first in december mm-hmm. and as i heard from dan ferryman that the works would be fine also this year <laughs> yeah no, no no worries you might you might see one of mine in there this year matty so, uh, really that's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, ho- hopefully so hopefully so it's, uh, but it's, uh, I, I think I did one called um, um, Ile Tide <laughs> so, rather than Yule Tide so it's, uh, I, I, was, I was kind of thinking uh, I'm almost not sure if you are one of all these artists but I was thinking that it might be so hmm. I, I really appreciate that I really appreciate your efforts to, to put this um, of art it's something very 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 nice and uh, I must say that it gives also some credits for me inside Ule that this kind of thing is going wrong it's two-way profits in a way yes no no absolutely like like I say it's um you know it's uh, it's a really nice thing and the thing is that you know Dan does a lot of the coordination on on getting the artworks in and um I think it's probably like the, the second or third time that we're getting some artwork together through Lay and, and it's getting easier and easier, Matty. Um, you know, more and more people are coming along and wanting to provide some artwork. So, you know, it's certainly appreciated and um of course in the in the UK we don't have our own teletech service anymore to send these artworks into. So um it's good that there's one still going that will take our work, Matty. 
not only one, there are these uh, Swiss and German, Austrian, not to forget, Teletext is fairly strong in many, many countries in Central Europe too. Why do you think that is? Do you think that the British services uh, cutting in 2012 actually helped other services in, in the rest of Europe because um, it was a more of a cautionary tale not to uh, do away with your Teletext service? Uh, I, I um, More I see it as a bad uh, example. I, I remember that time that... Um, that even in Ule there were some people speaking, oh, even BBC was cutting off teletext. Maybe we should think about this getting the same. The voices of that kind, they're not very strong, but they existed, especially among the engineers, because, you know, we had had these different uh, systems, and uh, at a certain point we had a system which worked let's say, a bit old, and uh, from a uh, data engineer point of view, it demanded some more work. It was not uh, so easy than other things, and uh, this uh, human laziness came <laughs> through in these comments that, uh, oh, we might not want to do this anymore because it needs some more effort. But uh, today, as we are, we just renewed the system in 2020, with this new system uh, at least 10 more years without any major investments so I'm still sad for you British I wish you could get it back <laughs> well it's um, I, I guess um, people adapt and, and get on with it but the main purpose of um, speaking to people who use and um, have dabbled with teletext is people aren't using it every day where I am and um, it would just be nice people to to know about it and to know how important it was to people and how important it is still to people in other countries i mean when you're talking about 1.2 million people using it in a population of just over five and a half million my maths is bad but that's about 20 percent of the population and um you know it's so relevant if all of a sudden it, it disappeared from um finnish tv people would want to know about that too that would be, uh, it's, it's not possible. That would be a problem for Parliament. <laughs> that would be such a, you know, because with a national broadcasting company is um, financed by direct tax of, of citizens. And uh, if teletext would be cut down just like that, then there would be a great havoc about this. Okay, it's very difficult to say what is the situation after 10 years. To get some background, uh, 20 years ago, there were something like 3.2 million people watching the teletext. And when the internet things uh, got more handy, and the mobile things got more and more handy, there was this drop of years, and it was uh, quite rapid drop in a few years, but then it stabilized. The drop stabilized to that 1.2 million people. And it hasn't changed for a few years at all. And okay, you can uh, uh, you can speculate about that. Will, will there be another drop phase after a few years or not? We cannot say. But at this time, oh, I don't see any reason for that because uh, the news in a very compact form 
for sports fans, uh, at least in Finland, the situation is that you can't find the sports news, the sports results as quickly, as compactly as, as in teletext. It's, uh, any other service doesn't exist like that. Of course, you can find, but you have to look for the, the handiness and the rapidness. The way to use teletext is so, so nice for a viewer. I, I don't see any reason why the demand be going down. Yes, well, I, I guess one not threat as such, but the next change. I think we've had the internet, obviously, but I think the next change might be uh, from what we call sort of like non-linear services. Uh, what, what I mean by that is that um, Teletext relies, obviously, on things being broadcast. Um, if you've got people that are now taking their entertainment as and when they want it so they're watching um netflix or or prime or hbo or something like that they're not necessarily watching something with the vbi carrier for them to press text so you have to rely on them to come back to the national broadcaster to press te the text button maybe big part of our audience is watching teletext via mobile the direct connection with the broadcasting itself it exists, but it's getting weaker all the time. That the mobile applications for teletext they are very popular. Oh, well, that's very interesting. That's a very interesting uh, point you've raised because it, it sounds like you've already navigated the, the big challenge that national broadcasters have, where they have to um, put all their offerings on broadcast television. But I think uh, if you've already got the app and the computer taking care of your delivery of your of your teletext then it sounds like you've already overcome the big problem that other broadcasters have with their teletext services. Well, as early as 1996, you let teletext uh, start to We had this uh, head of teletext, actually the last head of teletext before the desk force cut down into many pieces. He was very able to create the connections to the for example, to the hockey league, which the hockey is very ice hockey is very popular game in, in Finland. If you could follow the um, ice hockey link matches, Teletext was very very popular at that time. As I told them that it was 2.2, 2.3 in, in people along Teletext in the best uh, days 20 years ago. But the great bulk of these people who follow sports events via teletext, if, if you're not watching the game itself. And the funny thing about these teletext mobile apps is that none of, none of the apps is made by Ule. There are people interested in teletext who have done these apps. And, and, uh, and from uh, the Ule point of view, that's... Uh, 2020 when we changed the system here together that was a crucial point that there was a, a fear that these apps most of these apps can't follow the new system without some changes and uh, we were fearing that there could be a problem that there could be a drop or following in that point but uh, we could over that to fare well there were only a few couple of months which was a problem in, in this shifting to the new system. So uh, it was a relief that the apps that have been made by other people, your new setup would still support them. So that was a, a relief. And, and uh, well, what are the plans? Do you have any plans for the future of uh, Uli Teletext? Or are you going to keep things as they are? Or is there going to be any 
uh, are, there, are there any new innovations to be had at all? The innovation thing is, the, um, is linked to the organizational problem. Since there is no Teletex desk as such, it's kind of scattered. The organization, they're, they're, the way the pages come, it is scattered here and there. And so there is not a strong organization inside Teletex to, to make these steps to demand for resources to develop more things. That's something we are lacking at the moment, at least. But i just give you a uh, example of a very new service we have now is linked to the price of electricity. Since there's this special era in Europe, in Western Europe, because of the lack of energy or because of the prices of energy going up, and these also the prices of electricity. So since the new news desk did buy the rights to publish the data of electricity price, North Pole, I don't know if you know this, it's selling electricity in Northern Europe and the price is going up and down and the consumers are depending on the price of all the electricity electricity if they want to heat their sauna or or if they want to if they heat their apartment with electricity then it's important to follow when the price is cheap and now we have this service that you can because the price is um, given 24 hours before people can plan the use of electricity for the next day and we have this page also in teletext because the news desk bought the rights of this data so something is happening, and we are still doing something new things. Even though uh, Sami language regional news things is fairly new, that's um, two years ago. So some little things are happening, but not as much as I, I wish. I, mean, I wish we could do more. Well, I'd say that, I mean, you know, the electricity price is very important to people, so what's perceived as a small innovation is really a big thing to your users. That's a very imaginative way of using the Teletech service, and, and one that's so relevant. So uh, I'm very impressed with that, Matty. Very, very impressed indeed. Thank you. <laughs> and the point, point, point of this innovation is that it came from the public. I got dozens of messages that why don't you put this thing on Teletext and I was already answering that well we have no not really resources to develop Teletext so much but just by accident I found out that Newsdesk was doing this thing so we could combine the efforts but I mean what I want to say that the, the contact with the public with the audience has traditionally been in teletext like this that people give some ideas and we have done them if if we have been able to do it we get a lot of ideas to how to improve things now we can not realize so many of them some of them but what i like very much is this connection that the public that's still alive yeah, it's the public, you're, you're doing the service for the public and the public are asking you to do things. So it's, a, it's an excellent relationship and uh, the, the secret of a successful service, certainly. And uh, this is a tradition that was, uh, uh, I remember when the consult people, people working as consults, they came in 
15 years ago, 10 years ago, they came to Ule and started to preach that how you must listen to the public. And I was sort of that, well, we have done that already before. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always a new thing to somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, excellent. Quote, thank, thank you very much for um, sharing your thoughts on your teletech service, uh, Matty. I've really enjoyed it. I've been grinning from ear to ear listening to you. And um, I've really, really have enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to um, sharing this with the wider world at some point. Well, I, what I'd like to say, um, if I've got this right, I'd like to say kitos yanakamin. <laughs> right, the kid is Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I've, I've spelled it phonetically on my notepad as well. Kitos <laughs> yadnakimin. Kitos yadnakimin. It sounds like a bad English pronunciation of it. Kitos, uh, <laughs> kitos, I can do quite, quite. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that's been absolutely brilliant, Matty. Thank you very much for everything today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and um, uh, all the best. And then uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch for sure. Right, that's nice. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Cheers. Thank you. Long live teletext. Yes, long live teletext. Keep it blocky. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks again to Matti Ramu of Ule Text in Finland. And you can actually view ELE Text um, online uh, by going to yle.fi um, where you can actually see the live YLE Text uh, playing out before your very eyes. Well, I hope you enjoyed that latest instalment in the Chronicle that is Teletext. Remember, you can always rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get this uh, podcast. Uh, Please do tell a friend or tell two. Um, If you feel that way inclined, you can buy me a coffee on ko-fi.com forward slash buy You can find me on x at teletextr. You can also join the Discord. The join up notes are in the notes of the podcast here. This episode was edited by Dan Farriman and is a bite high no limit production and until next time keep it blocky you still here it's over go home go